Hi, I'm Hillary Walsh, a serial entrepreneur, award-winning immigration lawyer, law professor, TEDx speaker, and raving Phoenix Suns fan. Over the past decade, I've helped thousands of immigrants live free in the United States. I'm talking work permits, social security numbers, green cards, their citizenship, VAWA, T-Visa, U-Visa, and lots of successful appeals. Here's the thing. Immigration law is super complicated and legal advice, well, it can be pretty expensive. So I created the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast to share my 10 plus years of experience with you for free. So if you're looking for tried and true, no BS, step-by-step strategies and tips on how to win your immigration case and live truly free in the United States, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Immigration Law Made Easy. I am your host, Attorney Hillary Walsh. I hope you're all doing well and have had a great week. I want to share something that I'm experimenting with as a lawyer in my own law firm that if you are an attorney or especially if you're someone who's wanting to do maybe your immigration paperwork on your own, I think this is going to help you a ton. It's helping us a ton and it's pretty cool. And it's called ChatGPT. Now, I almost have to like hide my cell phone from our conversation right now because I feel like my TikTok is already full of ChatGPT hacks. And now it's going to hear me say this like 18 times in our short podcast today. And now my TikTok will be officially all ChatGPT. But It is super cool. It's free. And I want you to know a couple of ways that I think will be really helpful in you using ChatGPT to get your immigration paperwork done. This could be writing a brief. This could be writing your cover letter for your immigration paperwork. And it could even be for helping you write your declaration for your case. So let's kind of start there. Your declaration is going to be an important piece of evidence, possibly the only evidence that you submit in support of things like your asylum claim. If you're filing for asylum, and this can be, you have to file for asylum in court, or you have to file for asylum, you know, with USCIS if you're not currently in removal proceedings. So, you know, you're going to have a declaration with that. You're also going to have a declaration if, let's say, you are a military member and you want to petition for your parents to get what's called military parole in place, you need to write a declaration or a letter. You know, either one really works because a declaration really is like a long letter. It's bullet pointed usually in numbers. So it'll be like paragraph one will be number one point and whatever. And the whole letter will be paragraph by paragraph and they're numbered. That way, if later on, The reason we love numbering things like this is because if you have to appeal it and you say, you know, you're saying you're denying this because you said I didn't testify to, let's say, my good moral character, but paragraphs number five, six, and seven specifically talk about my good moral character. Therefore, you erred in denying this. That's why as as an attorney, I love a good numbered declaration, but it's not mandatory, although clearly I do recommend it. So If you are doing a parole in place, you know, I'm a military member and I want to show the hardship that I'm experiencing if, or will experience more of, if you don't give my parents the opportunity to apply for a green card, even though they have a unlawful entry, same for spouses, et cetera. Okay. Um, you may need a declaration, especially for a VAWA case. So, um, you guys know from the podcast that I am low key obsessed with VAWA. I believe it is such a 
magnificent way to heal some some trauma that we've experienced on our insides. Uh, VAWA can help to repair us and make us even stronger. Even, you know, we've experienced this. Let's, let's use it to give us more life and for our greater good in some way. And you're almost always going to have a declaration from you, the applicant, or if you're an attorney listening from your client on what they experienced. A lot of times it's really hard for us to think about describing in detail the things that were so hard for us because we don't want to dig it up. I know I don't want to. The only time I really like to dig it up and talk through difficult things is when I'm already going through it. I don't want to go back into the past for something that was uncomfortable and maybe really hurt me. I don't want to go back in the past and re-verbalize how I felt about that. But we have to for a declaration because we have to tell the story with as much impact as we can so that the reader can really experience what you were going through. So I'll use an example that I looked up earlier on ChatGPT. And for those of you who don't know what ChatGPT is, just Google it. Google ChatGPT. It's a robot. For those of us who were born in the 80s, we remember Ghostwriter and Ghostwriter, you know, you'd sit down and like the blinking cursor would come up and Ghostwriter would write things. ChatGPT is like a very educated ghostwriter. And all it does is it combs the internet, um, I think up until 2022, 2023, something really current. It combs all the past internet, none of the new internet, and comes up with answers to your question. And you can tell it how you want it to write it. So if I want it to be more persuasive or if I want it to be more compelling, I really like using that word in my command field. So you'll you'll get to chat GPT and it's a field, like a Google bar almost, and you tell it anything you want. So if you want, um, I'm uh, this is a random example, but like I'm going on vacation to Mexico in December write a packing list for me and it will write a packing list for you. If you want to tell it exactly where in Mexico you're going going to go, it will automatically know to look up the weather for what it's going to be like in December, let's say in Puerto Vallarta. It's going to know what the weather is and it will use that to help you with a packing list. Like it's super smart and it'll just give you this list and then you screenshot that and use it or copy and paste it and put it in your notes, whatever you want to do. That's kind of obviously nothing to do with your immigration case until you win your green card and then you can do that for sure and that will be awesome when you do. But what you can do for ChatGPT for purposes of your immigration cases, the one that I looked up earlier was something to the effect of, I'm actually going to pull it up right now so I can tell you what it said, but it was, my daughter makes me feel embarrassed because I don't speak English very well. That's what I wrote. And I said, and I said, make this sentence more compelling. My, and then I put colon and then I filled in the blank of what the sentence was. And it said, it is heartbreaking that my daughter makes fun of me for not being able to speak English. I often hear clients say, well, it makes me feel embarrassed. It makes me feel bad. If I am, if I'm imagining what it's like to be a mom of a U.S. citizen child over the age of 21 who mocks me for not being able to speak English, I can imagine it would be very heartbreaking. And ChatGPT gave me this idea, this word, this vocabulary. It's like chat GPT can, it's a great tool to help you verbalize perhaps what you already know and feel inside 
And then it helps you get it out on paper because it's just a robot, you know, and you can say, Chad GPD will write it out for you, you know, write this sentence more, write this paragraph more compelling. My daughter makes fun of me. I feel bad when my daughter makes fun of me for not being able to speak English. She knows that Mexican culture and heritage is very important to me. And yet she says that I smell bad, that, you know, there's more to life than learning how to make a tortilla and like whatever else, perhaps I'm just making this up based on my experience of hearing what sometimes um, my Mexican mom clients will say that their American daughters might have said to them. And so you put that in and you say, make this more compelling and it will then spit out you just watch it type and this is all free and it's not going anywhere. It's in your own account. And it's going to say something to the effect of, I think it might depend on your chat GPT. I don't know if it's the same for everyone's, if it's like Google, but it'll say it's, it's heartbreaking that my daughter will mock me for not being able to speak English and all these other things. So it will give you some input for how you can word what you want to say. Now, of course, if it's not heartbreaking for you and it really just makes you feel bad, if you feel like that's a more accurate way of saying it, you don't have to church this up. Like the truth is the truth. I'm simply sharing this to say that it's hard sometimes to verbalize exactly how something makes us feel. And ChatGPT is this really great way of identifying emotions associated with what you're going through. Okay. So you can do that. Another really cool way to help with chat GPT and drafting declarations is you can make it shorter. So you can say, you know, make this more, write this sentence more compelling. And it says, it's heart wrenching to hear my daughter make me make fun of me um, because I don't speak English. I feel inadequate and unworthy when she does this. Now, what if I want, and I'd say, write the same thing, but shorter, or you can say, write the same thing, but in two sentences or write the same thing, but in 30 characters or 300 characters, and it'll just do whatever you command it to do. Let's say you're a native Spanish writer. You can speak English or, you know, if you're like me, I can read some Spanish, but it is not high proficiency. I got on Zoom earlier today with a coworker and I asked her, look, I'm going to ask ChatGPT to translate my English into Spanish. Can you let me know if this is accurate? And we did it. And she's like, this is a better translation than Google Translate is. So, and then on top of that, once you get it translated, I mean, you could write like a really persuasive paragraph in Spanish or French or Arabic, whatever it is. And then say, now translate this to English. And then it will just poop in a matter of seconds. It doesn't make that noise, but if it did, that'd be cool. It's going to translate it for you. So this is number one, a great way for you to draft your declaration. This is, I, I just really want to underscore this though, to say, don't use chat GPT to make things up. Don't use chat GPT to make it worse than it really was because if we fib, you know, white lie is a white lie and a white lie to immigration is fraud and, and misrepresentation. So we don't want to use it to exaggerate how we feel. We're just using chat GPT to enunciate and articulate how we feel. And that can be really helpful when like, I mean, I know I experienced a lot of stuff when I was 15 years old. Uh, um, with my family, a lot of child abuse related stuff with my family. I don't remember how I feel in this moment. It's been 23 years since that happened. 
I, I can say it made me feel really bad. I felt very embarrassed, but I can't put a whole lot of words to that experience. But ChatGPT is kind of like a, a contextual thesaurus for you to be able to use. And if you're an attorney, this could be a really helpful way for trying to, you know, diversify the length of your sentences and, you know, the, the vocabulary that you're using. So you're not always saying humiliated so that you're, you know, you're really able to use a contextual thesaurus. I just kind of came up with that off the top of my head. And that really is what chat GPT is doing when it's saying, write this in a different way. Okay. Now, similarly, um, that's the declaration component. You know, you want to write your declaration and in my opinion, you want to break it up into, let's count it through. You want your introduction and I'm talking about a VAWA declaration. So this could be every declaration I do is going to be a little bit tailored, but the general guts of a declaration are always going to be the same. Like the, the structure of it's going to be the same and it's going to be your introduction, which is going to, in a second, you know, five seconds of reading, Hopefully your reader can figure out what it is that you're asking for, who you are, and what your immigration problem is. So you want to say where I'm born, what my date of birth is, who I'm married to, what kids I have, how I came to the country, and if I have any other immigration problems. You want that in the first, you know, I would say three to four paragraphs. And you want your paragraphs to be pretty short for that introduction section because you're just laying the the foundation of the rest of the house that you're going to build, Okay. Your next section is going to be, you want to get to the good part. Like, what is that song where it's like, let's get to the good part, something like that. That's what you want to get to right away. Like, I am telling you guys, you do not want to delay on get to, if it's a vow declaration, the most egregious part of your experience needs to start right there, right on the first page. Do not make me turn the page to read what bad thing has happened and how it made you feel. Tell me right away. Don't tell me chronologically. This is like one of those movies where you see the end of the movie and you're like, holy crap, what just happened? And then they start back at the beginning. If that's what you need to do, that's just fine. You want to get to the good part. And I mean, like get to the meat and potatoes of your case right there at the beginning so that you grab the reader kind of like grab them by the cheeks. You're looking right at me and telling them you need to grant my VAWA case. Okay. That's your, that's the goal of your declaration. Um, and oftentimes it's going to be headlined like with a little subheading that says something like when the abuse began or physical abuse by my U S citizen son or constant stalking by my spouse um, things like that, that really headline in a, in a, like a point heading. And then under that, all the instances of physical, emotional, sexual, psychological, verbal, um, and if I didn't say sexual, then sexual violence that you've experienced or abuse or extreme cruelty or manipulation or attempts to do these things. That's, you know, what you're going to want to have. You Then you'll want to have a good moral character section and you'll want and, uh, you know, an exit where it's like, this is me swearing under penalty of perjury. So that's about four main parts that you're going to want to have in your declaration. Chat GPT is not going to be able to draft the whole thing for you, but it's going to help you develop what you already know and feel and get it into a story format. Okay. So that's, that's how you can use Chat GPT for your declaration. 
Next up, I can't believe I'm doing a whole podcast on this, but it is really fascinating to me how we can use technology to streamline and make our cases stronger. And, you know, I have spent the past, I don't know, 20 years working as a writer. That's what lawyers usually are. We are really good writers. We're like the highest paid writers out there because a lot of writers don't make very much money. Like journalists don't make a whole lot of money usually. It's for the love of journalism that they're writing. And lawyers, you know, we we often are regarded as like people who argue or people who go to court. But most of the work that we do, um, I guess I'm really generalizing, but bear with me. Most of the work we do really is a lot of written work. It might be emails. It might be you know, briefs and that sort of thing to clients and, uh, or to courts and definitely declarations for clients. So cover letters. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm going to just do it right now and see what it says. Okay. So I'm going to write, write a cover letter to USCIS based. I'm going to say, write a cover letter to USCIS to go with my VAWA application based on extreme cruelty from my U.S. citizen husband. And let's see what it says. It's writing. Dear sir or madam, I'm writing to submit my VAWA application. As you'll see, I've been subjected to severe physical, emotional, and mental abuse at the hands of my husband. Please, I'm doing this under the under VAWA. Please consider my up application and I can obtain protection and relief and I need to start my new life free from abuse. Thank you for, I mean, I wouldn't submit this exact same letter, but this is completely sufficient, assuming that you have in fact experienced severe physical, emotional, and mental abuse. And, you know, like Chad GPT is spitting out things that says it's been ongoing for several years. I live in constant fear for, that, for my safety and that of my children. My friend, you may not have kids and you may have only been married for a day and you can say, you know, write this. I would say rewrite it, rewrite this, but I have been married for only one day. Let's see what it says. Oh, it says it's, I cannot rewrite the original without the original text. Please provide the original text so that I can assist you. So some of chat GPT is learning how to tell the program what to do. And so I would say I, I, I would have to play with this to get it rewritten so that it could have, it could say I've only been married for one day, but this is a rough draft and it gives you it in letter format. You copy and paste it and you put it into a word document, or if you don't have access to word, no problem. Google docs will do the trick and you can put it in Google doc grab the USCIS website or the uh, mailing address off of the website, the USCIS website, and start to put things together. Now, I'm not giving you legal advice. Please know that. But I'm just saying, if you're doing this on your own and you're not going to consult a lawyer, and that is your right, and there are lots of people out there who do this and they are successful in doing it, I'm sure. If you're going to do this, this is a way to help you perhaps advance your case. Okay. So that's another way. And then last but not least, that's your cover letter. If you're writing a cover letter, um, last but not least is if you're writing a brief, I was talking to my, my firm's lead attorney. She's an amazing writer, Brianna Carey. And we were talking today about how 
I would love, I don't write a lot of briefs anymore. Um, but in my old days, I would have loved to be able to ask chat GPT how to say this more concisely, say this more persuasively, say this more objectively. Cause sometimes you can feel the heat, my rage coming off of a page. And that's not persuasive. When a adjudicator is reading your, your brief and you're so mad and you're like pointing fingers at the other side and you're beating your fist on the table through this piece of paper, you lose credibility. So it would have been so cool in my, the height of my brief writing days. If I was a page over, I could have taken two or three paragraphs and said, write this more concisely or better yet, write this in 500 characters and it's going to start to trim things down and you don't have to use it, but it just is, it's a unique tool that you can use to trim things up. So those are my three ideas for using chat GPT and you can do this with lots of other things. You can do this with an apology. You can use this. This is outside your immigration case, okay? This is just – this is chat HGW giving you advice on this. If someone needs an apology from you and you don't have the words to say and you're, you know that you're probably going to, you know, stoke the fire if you respond the way you want to respond – Ask ChatGPT and have it give you an idea. You know, if you want a 12 text messages to send to my sister over the next 12 months that tell her I love her in different unique ways, you know, I, I, um, I send flowers to my best friend every single month and I automate it because I would forget otherwise. And in every single card, it says the exact same thing. And like six months in, she finally figured out like, are these on auto ship? Because you never say anything different. I would have loved to have set it up with chat GPT for it to say something different every single month for the next 24 months and then just start all over again. Because the meaning comes from the heart either way. But if it's the same thing every single time, then it's not going to like land as well. So I had to admit to her that I had automated it and that no, I didn't write a personalized message every time because it was either automate it and get it done or not receive flowers. And I wanted her to receive the flowers more than the sweet note. So these are just neat ways to use chat GPT. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I really, again, I'm going to say it one last time. It's not legal advice. Don't use it. It just because it makes it perhaps you write, make this more compelling, write this more compelling and it makes it more compelling, but it's not telling the truth of what actually happened to you. Don't, you know, handcuff yourself by creating a fraud and misrepresentation issue just because you saw that it looked sexier on chat GPT. Let's not do that. And then last but not least, um, I would please let me know what you think. Like if you give this a try please send me a message. I would la la love to hear what you think. And if this is helpful at all, please share with a friend. I hope you have a great day. I'll be seeing you around. And your attorney, Hillary, uh, is here if you need anything. Thanks so much, friends. See you next time. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day -day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. 
Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.